56. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God and to God be the glory. Brother Wayne, I want to say this. I was so proud to be part of this church family Amen. as we met yesterday just to take care of God's house. So I'm glad to be part of the family. Thanksgiving that we begin to celebrate 
But most of all, it's the things that we get from you, dear Lord, that we're so thankful for. Please uh, bless each and every one of us here today. For your son's only I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all can be seated. It's good to be here this morning. Good to have Patrick in his life. Yeah, good to have y'all with us here this morning. But uh, anyhow, it's uh, let's go into our time of before Sunday school. Let's have our time of, of uh, prayer. And uh, it's good to see Sister Pat back. And uh, good to see glad to see you back. And, but anyhow, let's uh, anyhow anyone have a prayer request you'd like to lift up this time. <coughs> Wayne, uh, remember mom and dad. We're facing some <coughs> tough decisions. So, remember mom and dad. Yes. Yeah, remember Robert and Mel. And continue praying for Bowl and And continue praying for them. And I know um, the nursing home, I know Chris here a little bit this morning. Uh, um, of course, need to pray for nature, but you know they have COVID over there, and uh, and of course I think that's getting better, and I think in a couple of days I mean things are going to be back pretty much back to normal, but need to pray for those, uh, you know, nature and all those that's in the nursing home. Wayne, I'd like to pray for y'all. Pray for my neighbors and friends, Johnny Mack and Madeline Beeson. Both of them are in the nursing home, and I understand Johnny Mack's in the hospital. Okay. And also, Elizabeth Kent, a friend of mine, has cancer. And also, remember my niece, Emmy Williams, is going to be buried tomorrow. Oh. I need to remember those. Remember Louise. She just had that cough, you know, come back. And uh, it takes forever to get in the doctors. And the heart doctor wants to see her again, do more tests. It's just. Suicide this past week. I think it was Hoagland, uh, Hoagland boy, and um, I'm not sure exactly where they live. But somebody on the rescue squad told me it was not far from the church here. So, understand what 17? Yeah. I think so. That has gotten 
pretty bad. Mama's neighbor right across the road, he was actually that lady's grandfather. He was actually a preacher and very involved in the church. And they lived, you know, right over crossing somewhere. And she went over there to check on him, hit all the things that could hurt him. As she was going out to her car to go get him something to eat, she heard it. He had stepped outside, but said everything he had, you know, he was completely happy. But but that just happened this week as well. And then a 14-year-old at Douglas, and I've been hearing a lot of that this week. Anyone else have a prayer you like? Brother Wayne, Sister Kay was in that conference too, but I remember her prayer. Yes. <clears throat> well, let's let's do this right here. Let's but once again, let's come to the altar and lift these up in prayer. And and uh, you know, there's there's always someone on our heart again that needs a savior, needs a savior, and, and you know. Let's pray for those too. But let's go. Let's come to the altar, the ones that can. And Brother Bobby, can I call you on you to lead us in this prayer? Sure. Father, we Heavenly Father, we bow to you, God, thank you, God, for the blessings of our life, God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for the truth that was spoken in our lives, God. Father, cast all the darkness in the lives that we have been made to believe, Heavenly Father, until today. Heavenly Father, that you should yourself out and lift it up. At Calvary, on Calvary's cross, God. Heavenly Father, we saw what you endured prior our uh, helplessness and hopelessness, God. Heavenly Father, you became our redeemer, Lord. We thank you, God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. Every day, us again, Lord. How we thank you, God, for every opportunity available to you. Heavenly Father, to call upon you for every need, God. How we thank you, Lord, that when we can't walk here, God, we have a God that can carry us as Heavenly Father, we pray today, God. I give thanks, Heavenly Father, for all the goodness that you bestowed upon us. We thank you, God, Heavenly Father, for the times that we had to endure, God. And strength came from you. We thank you, God, our Heavenly Father, for the love that we have here at home, God, with your people. And we pray that God, that you bless in the service today, God. All the prayer requests that were made, dear Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray, dear God. Our Heavenly Father, for the man of God. I just lift him up, God. Heavenly Father, that the Holy Ghost. I would speak through him, God. Heavenly Father, that we and all. Heavenly Father, turn our eyes one more time uh, towards you, dear God. I hear the truth. One more time today, God. Heavenly Father, thank you, dear God, for the light of your word, dear God. 
Thank you, dear God, for the life that's in it. And thank you, dear God, for the love you've shown us. And we give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, we will go ahead and take our class, classes at this time. better take a good look at me this morning because next Sunday morning I'll be an official senior citizen. So. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> good morning everybody. I want to agree what's already been said. Elijah and I made it here at 8 o'clock yesterday when we were supposed to meet and by the time we got here it's people up in the tree, people on tractors, people blowing leaves. I'm like, am I late? So I guess so, or got put in the, up the tree. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see each one that's here on Thanksgiving week, and I hope everybody has a great week. And let's do remember why we are so thankful. There's a great lesson this morning. I hope I don't mess it up. Uh, we are in the eighth chapter of Romans, and I think we'll pick up. We left off about the eighth verse, but the, the next few verses are pretty repetitive just reading through them. So I think we're going to pick up with verse 14. And Paul had talked a lot about the contrast of being led by the Spirit or following the Spirit versus following the flesh. But now he's going to talk about the huge benefit of following the Spirit and being called a Christian. Anyone a word from last Sunday before I get started? Got to slow down. Romans 8, verse 14. Well, I'll back up one verse to kind of summarize what we talked about the last couple of Sundays. Let's go back to verse 13. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. And what a statement he makes here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. I said, maybe I mentioned it last Sunday, when we accepted Christ in our lives and were, were saved, we really don't grasp what that meant. We don't realize the position that puts us in with God. We are called sons and daughters of God. And to me, that's just another nail in the coffin, or not nail in the coffin, nail in the board of eternal security. 
It doesn't matter what I do or where I go, I am still Doris Oden's son. I can change my name, change my looks, change my state, but I'm still his son. And we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. And in the next verse he says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Now you guys are going to have helped me. It's been a long time since I was in high school or whatever part. The of bondage again is a preposition, right? So let me read it, leaving the preposition, because the preposition just more describes what, you, what it's after, right? A prepositional phrase. Got that right? Good. All right. For ye, I'm going to change that to we again. He's writing to us as well. For we have not received the spirit of fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption. Amen. Now think about where he's writing this letter to Rome. There's a whole lot of slaves and servants in Rome. When they'd conquer a people, that's what would become of them. But here he's saying, we're not, we're not slaves to God. We've been adopted as sons. That's a big difference. Yeah, A, a slave would fear his master, his owner, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because he never know what he'll do to him. But he said, when we're saved, we're adopted, as we'd say, into the family of God. It's as if we were born a son or a daughter of God. Amen. Yeah. And a person that's truly adopted has what? All the rights of one natural born. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get it back either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's as if you were at the hospital and they were born. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sir? David works. Yeah. Whereby we cry or we speak, we say, Father. We are in a position when we're saved to call God our Heavenly Father and be accurate about it. Amen. Yeah. What a position we were put in. Yeah. When we were saved. And it's not because of what we are, what we do. It's because of the position we're put in. We're made right with God. We're just, we use that big word justification, don't we? We're made right with God and we're adopted as if we were a child from day one. Amen. That's a pretty good deal. What do you think? Good. Pretty good deal. Brother Michael, I've got to interrupt to say something. Oh, quit. You guys never interrupt me. <laughs> Trust me. Well, all you're saying is so true. It's just so true. And another thing that comes to my mind, Dan, uh, is, you know, when, when you, 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 you love one mother, daddy passes away, mm -hmm. And it comes time to probate the will. Every heir has to be aware of. They have to be noticed. And uh, I can't tell you the times when I've come to, to meet with the family, and I, the first thing I want to establish is everybody been notified. Are all the heirs aware? 
And I can't tell you the times that I've had people say, well, there is our little brother. And I said, well, why is he not here? Has he been notified? Have you got a certified mail receipt to prove to me that he's notified? Well, no, we, we don't even know where he's at. We had not heard from him in 10 years. Well, he never did come to see that. But none of that matters. Mm -hmm. they got to be notified. they got to be noticed. So you don't come unborn yeah. from, the parent, from your natural parents, and we don't come unborn nope. from our Heavenly Father. No, sir. Amen. Yeah. We, don't, we don't ever become unloved by Heavenly Father. Nope. That's nope. Nope. Because, nope. You know, my dad, when we go places, we'd go to the ball field. Uh, I was a little chubby boy. My daddy's proud. I made all stars every year. Uh, but there's other kids that would do things that I thought, well, if I'd done that, my daddy would me up right in front of everybody. And my daddy would look at me to let me know that if I'd done that, he would tear me up right in front of everybody. In other words, a God wants where he is, where he is through and through, mm -hmm. both sides of the coin. Yeah. And using the definition here that Paul, or the, the way Paul uses the word fear, as, as a slave to his master, I don't fear God that way. <clears throat> I don't fear God that he's going to do something totally off the wall or totally mistreat me in, in that definite. Now, I have a healthy respect for God. And you could say I have a fear of God. He's all-powerful. But not in the sense of fear he's talking about here. <clears throat> I don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking, what's God going to do to me tomorrow? Nope. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. A healthy respect? Yes. Had a healthy respect for my father, natural father. Yeah, I did. You still say that, you know, like when Bobby was talking about, I, I got that little city Bobby when I was a little boy. I got old enough to make it sit over there with the other guys at church. If there was a little noise or something, my dad looked at me, he raised one eyebrow. That's all I took. And, and I knew what that meant. And, and if, if I became a part of that, and sometimes I would even move away a little bit just to kind of put a cushion between me. But as that same little boy, if something scared me, I ran to my father's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was comfort there. There was yeah, exactly. But it goes further. And if children, then heirs. Heirs? What greater person could you be an heir of than the Almighty God? Then joint heirs with Christ. Who is Christ? Son of God. Who are we? Sons of God. What a position we are put in. What a position we are put in. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to grasp it. I'll be honest. It really is. Yeah. If so be that we suffer with Him, talking about Christ, that we may also be glorified, well, well, that we may be also glorified together. Huh. Anyone else on that topic before we jump on further? 
I did. I sure did. I went right over it. The Spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's how we know. That's how we know. That indwelling spirit, that earnest money, if you'll have it, that He gave us to know. To know. You know some people look at that sideways. How can you know? How can you know? Well, because that spirit connects with my spirit. Yeah. If you don't know. Yeah. Be lost. Yeah. Talking about the spirit, you know, uh, you know, we see the, you know, we can't see the wind. Mm -hmm. That's right. Wind, but we see what it does. The effects of it. We can't see, we can't see the spirit, but we can see the effects of it. We can feel the effects of it. Mm -hmm. Just like the wind going on. We can feel that. It's how we know we're the children of God because there's that connection with our soul and the Spirit of God. Yeah. Sorry. I told you I'm going too fast this morning. Now, I want to read a few verses that Paul wrote before I read this 18th verse. Paul talks about some of the things he's been through. It's over in 2 Corinthians. Let me just read it to you. Paul says... Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths off. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, and I'll put in parentheses there, and left for dead. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. Three times he suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. That's what Paul wrote about his life. But here's what he said. As soon as I get back over there. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He's saying all that, it's a drop in the bucket. I won't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I dare say we don't even come close to suffering what Paul suffered. It's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Probably the, one of the hardest things we suffer here is hurt from our own families. That's probably about the worst thing we can suffer here in America. We have it pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. But Paul said, everything I've suffered won't even compare. I won't even think about it with the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Yeah. Paul's eyes were fixed on something higher yeah. in this world. And, uh, and it, takes, it takes a lot of faith, a lot of prayerfulness, being 
staying in prayer with God to be in the place that Paul was. And just like you said, we never, I don't know if anyone here ever encountered the problems that Paul encountered. But his eyes were on the big prize. And, uh, and, and to say that the, the sufferings of this world not to be compared with what the Lord has in store for each and every one of us. But I'll say this, he's no more saved than we are. That's right. Yeah. He got the he got the same dose we did. Yes, sir. But he understood he had a purpose. Yeah. It's time for a music lesson before we get into these next verses, okay? Y'all were expecting that, wasn't you? <laughs> I'll turn it over to my wife. And I'll say this, I feel like a fool teaching these next few verses with some of the people, their music talent in here, but it's, as they say, it's following my lot, so I'll let Marilyn start it. So music is made up of seven distinctive uh, notes as far as the letters concerned. Uh, a, B, C, D, F, G, and then it starts all over again. And uh, so we can number them. <clears throat> Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and that is the scale, and you start back over again to one. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. From there, uh, we build chords. So a major chord is uh, on that scale, the first, third, fifth, and the first of that scale. First, third, fifth, and then back to the first again. That's a major chord. Um, when we have a minor chord, the third of that scale drops a half step. So it just drops just a little bit, a half step. And that scale is built on whole steps and half steps. So that the third of that scale drops a half step. And that gives us a minor chord. In the early church, the minor chords were actually outlawed because they, they thought it was just of, they thought those minor chords were of the devil because they're so dark, you know, a dark chord can be dark and ominous and it kind of gives you the idea of, you know, trouble. Uh, okay, I can't say that yet. Uh, so uh, I'll put a leash on yeah. <laughs> uh, So Amazing Grace is written yeah, well, in this book, it's written in A-flat major. Uh, sometimes I've, I've heard people sing the song, and uh, on the third verse, the words say, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. And they will sing that verse in F minor. And I'm going to play through that, that, the, the song in, in A-flat major, and I'm going to change it to F minor to let you hear the difference. And think about those words. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come.
major. The major keys are bright. The minor keys are boding. Boding, B-O-D-I-N-G. You ever notice, in the, even in the cartoons, when you see the haunted house, the music, it, it changes to that, that minor key stuff. All right. We did all this for these next few verses. And I'll read them right now. Uh, starting in verse 19. And hope I can explain this. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him, no reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And here it is. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And I'll read something that, that uh, Mr. Criswell wrote, Dr. Criswell, I don't know anything about him, but he says it real well, so listen to this. And think about what you heard. Music is made up of major chords and minor chords. The minor chords speak of the wretchedness, death, and sorrow of a fallen creation. Most of nature moans and groans in a plaintive and minor key. The sound of the wind through the forest, the sound of a storm, the sound of the wind around the house is always in a minor key. The sound of the ocean moans in its wretchedness, restlessness, it is speechless trouble. Even the nightingale's song, the sweetest song of all birds, is the saddest. It's in a minor key. <coughs> Most of the sounds of nature are in a minor key. It reflects the wretchedness, the despair, the hurt, the agony, the travail of the fallen creation. Okay, go ahead. Well, I uh, this has been a very long time ago, and I, sometimes I do weird stuff like this, but I figured out what everything that in my house, what note it ran on. Like I knew what the, my vacuum cleaner, what note it made, the refrigerator, the microwave, and, and, and you know, that sounds crazy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, everything has a note that they sing. And, and the fact that the creation, the creation that God made, even the creation itself failed when Adam ate fruit. And uh, to think about the wind, wrongs, and, and you know, you hear people say, you know, why did God bring that, that hurricane? It wasn't God. It was the fall of man yes. that, that created this. 
creation was made in a major key. Mm -hmm. It sounded totally different then, before the fall. But now, even nature, the sound of nature, is in a minor key. You think about how the wind howls. Does that sound like a bright, cheery note? It makes a next Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We live in a fallen creation that exists in a minor key. Anyone else on that? There's a way I could comment on you. As a little boy, I remember uh, living in Bridgeport in a mobile home. Uh, Dad was with the phone company and we had to move around quite a bit. And there was no children for me to play with. And so Mom, I had a little sister, she was an infant. And so Mom would have to basically take care of her and I was left to play alone. And I remember the pine thicket next to our place where we lived <coughs> and the wind going through that pine thicket. Um, a lot of times, even in the fall, I would lay down in the sun out of the wind and cover my head up with my jacket so I couldn't hear the wind going through that pine thicket because it was the most lonesome thing I'd mm -hmm. ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was glad my little sister got big enough to play with even though she was a spiteful little sister. <laughs> but but um, I was lonesome until I got married. Oh, well, I got saved. I wasn't lonesome that way, but uh, it, that was something that I needed in my life was not to be lonesome again. And uh, creation is just lonesome. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine what the Smoky Mountains looked like before the fall? As beautiful as it is now, as beautiful as this world is now, think what it looked like before the fall. Because it affected it. Yeah. Right, now, with all that in mind, let me read these verses again. But I will say this, where it uses the word, where Paul used the word, or King James used the word creature, most everywhere else in the Bible they translated it as creation. It's the same root word. I mean, God created creatures. So, if you'll allow me, I want to use the word creation. I think it makes more sense. Verse 19 for the earnest expectation of the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation waits for our redemption. For the creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also. So now he's talking about us, people, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Who's in here? Yeah, I can, I'll make this statement. Why are we not given a brighter, a, a more clear glimpse of what's to come? Suicide. Yeah. 
suicide. Say we cut our own. Yeah, we. That's exactly right. I don't see who was in here before I made that statement. Yeah. It, suicide would be such a temptation mm -hmm. if we really saw the end of this in its full extent. Yeah. But as Paul said, it's needful to hang around a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because if everybody was gone and knew yeah. where would the rest of them? Exactly. But he's making the statement, not only are we looking for that redemption, even creation's wanting to see it. Yeah. Any word of word on that? Brother Michael, you hear people teaching on the radio in different places. Uh, they'll throw that around, the manifestations of the sons of God. They'll throw that around so loosely without even a precept of what the Scripture is talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two more verses and we'll call it quits this morning. For we are saved by hope. Something we're looking forward to, aren't we? But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait on it. Yeah. Yeah. We have, Christians have a hope. And not a hope that means just a wild dream. But some, what did we say hope was? We defined it a few weeks ago. An earnest expectation. Was that it? Yeah. We have an earnest expectation of redemption. Full, we're redeemed now, but full, new body, new existence. Pardon? Spirit. Yeah, yeah, when the Spirit is redeemed, yeah. That, what's that, what was that? The, I think it's an old black Negro song, that great getting up day. Think that's it? Yeah, yeah. That day, when nothing's in a minor key anymore. Yeah. All right, I'm done this morning. That's a good place to stop. Anyone else a word? That was a lot. Ma'am? That was a lot. Oh. It definitely makes me look <clears throat> and listen to things a whole lot differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> no one else? Brother Mike, I remember. I mean, you. Let me quit ring the bell. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some people, everybody has a different life. And a different that was basically the Spirit used to draw you to God if you've been saved by His church. He wooed you with His Spirit. <coughs> Some of us. <coughs> Some of us, it was so rough that we just wanted to get maybe out out of the turmoil and that our last hope was running to Christ. That's all we had. And I'm so thankful. That's all. That's all I needed was to run to him and trust him and ask him to save me and he did. And it is just like everything changed. Done. Didn't you say I will arise in a minor key? Come play. There's a song in this blue book, I will arise and go to Jesus. And what I want us to think about as we close this morning, 
those around us that are lost, that have never met Christ, live in a minor key. That's what their life exists of. Life in a minor key. So listen to the, just the, you know the words of this song, but listen as she plays it, and I'm done this morning.